Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this Quantum Conversation. This is a very interesting and exciting show today as we are here with E.T. Walkins, Somra Anrika, and Jaron Onai. Let's welcome these two beautiful souls to this platform. Thank you for being here. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Glad to be here. This is multidimensional space clearing and optimization. So first, let's talk about this, because most times people would never really understand that they need to be in a position to clear space. So what's going on here? Yeah, so I got into this work back in the uh, early 90s when I was uh, learning and developing. I was a body worker, healer, and also doing teaching and that sort of thing. And I was uh, learning different types of in-depth energy work, uh, what was called uh, etheric healing, particularly where we literally go in. And it's like it's like psychic surgery, but we're working on the etheric level. And I was kind of apprenticing under someone at that time who was a wonderfully skilled clairvoyant, and she also knew how to clear properties. So as I would begin to I was developing and working with these techniques, I was discovering a correlation between people's health and what was going on in their etheric emotional mental bodies physical bodies and their environment that they were living in a lot of times a lot of times the issues they were dealing with were um, affected by sometimes even caused but especially um just uh, adversely affected by their environment. And so as I was learning how to clear properties and I was also doing a lot of house sitting at the time which um but my spirit totally set that up. So it was like every house that I was staying in, there would be these weird anomalies that I would learn about. And so I was uh, developing my own clairvoyance more and more at that time and uh, learning what all's going on multidimensionally in a space that most people are completely unconscious of. I mean, beyond the usual like ghosts and stuff like that. So that combined with the energy work I was developing is kind of like, okay, we can affect this. We can, we can improve the environment. We can heal these, you know, land wounds. And there's just all kinds of things that regular people who do regular space clearing don't even often know about or know to look for or perceive as uh, my abilities expanded. Uh, I was perceiving all kinds of multidimensional levels. You know, there's portals, there's vortexes in people's homes. There's all kinds of things that are affecting them. And emotional energy, particularly, and even limiting beliefs from prior inhabitants, as well as the people living there, can be saturated into the walls or into the space and like, you know, bubbles floating around or clouds in certain rooms. And those need to be cleared because they're, hindering a person's uh, well-being, their spiritual advancement, and so forth. So as I would do that hand-in-hand hand for my uh, bodywork and energy work clients, we would see rapid evolution and healing. Fascinating. 
really, really fascinating. Can I ask what, um, how you would tell, it was just your clairvoyance that you would tell that there was a portal and were those portals, would they be set up by people's altars? Would that be one way that there'd be a portal, both good and negative? Yeah. The, the um, well, I call positive ones gateways, just to make the distinction. And like interdimensional gateways that are positive or beneficial, um, they may or may not have anything to do with the person or the space necessarily. There are many all over the planet that are fifth dimensional gateways, sixth dimensional gateways, seventh. I've encountered those on properties um, where basically, you know, extraterrestrials and beings from those dimensions are coming in and out of the earth plane. And do they, they just, they're just using those portals that happen to be on a property and then they're just dispersing throughout the region doing different work. So those are different and we definitely pick up on those and, you know, there's not often nothing to do about those. They're meant to be there, but uh, portals, fourth dimensional portals definitely need to be addressed. And so entities are coming in and out of those usually negative entities or entities are just very lower energies, not supportive, that sort of thing. It doesn't have to be super dark, but it's not beneficial for the people living in the space. So we, wow. yeah, we first, you know, how you perceive it is, is basically a developmental process. So some people might be aware of like, this seems like there's a lot of um, chaotic energy in my home or there's, you know, there are beings passing through or whatever. I um, would look into that if that we have an intake form before we do any work on a property and uh, ask about those, you know, what are some of the things that you feel in the space? And so then I look for what's the cause of that? You know, what's that about? And then I go deeper intuitively into that. And then this, the scene opens up. And I mean, I've got all kinds of wild stories that I could share about amazing things that have I've uncovered on these properties that have been affecting it and affecting the home energy. Does that answer How, your question? Yeah, it does. It brings up so many more questions. How would one begin? Is it just the chaotic energy? How would you uh, even know? Um, Wow. It's kind of creepy in a way. It, it is. And it's tricky because one of the points that, that uh, we want to make today is that a lot of these things are happening, even, even um, very aware light workers and starseeds can be happening in their homes and they have no idea because all of us have unconscious uh, aspects and, uncon uh, you know, we have this vast unconscious with stuff that's unresolved. And so a lot of these um energies and most stuck emotional energies, limiting beliefs, entities, whatever it is going on, there's there's just a wide variety of what we call anomalies that can be going on, are resonating with that person's or the inhabitant's unconscious, unresolved issues. So what vibrationally what that does is it feels like a match. And so the person doesn't perceive it. It's like it's it's not there because it's in resonance with their unconscious that they're also unaware of. And so sometimes weird stuff starts happening in the home when that person's ready to heal that unconscious part because it goes hand in hand. Your, your own personal healing with your, your property healing goes hand in hand. So when that's time for that to come forward, then you might start to see crazy stuff, but not always. Um, a person's soul will, will bring it to their awareness when it's time. And then they often hire someone like us to to do the job we're going to share some things today that that you all our listeners can do for themselves but 
sometimes there's stuff that where you need, you know, professional help. So just being aware of feeling the space and feeling the energies in the space can, you know, just like spending time being quiet. Most people are distracting themselves with all kinds of stuff. They're just sitting and being quiet and tuning into the space. You know, like you might expand and feel into your own aura, which I teach people how to do for their own healing, but also expand into your environment. It's like, what's going on here? And then like someone might feel, you know, there's this dark fuzzy spot over here in my bedroom and there's this and that. You can expand your own intuitive awareness for those things. But if you've got blind spots because of the unconscious stuff, you're most likely not going to perceive it, um, it, it, perceive anything. And so sometimes people hire us just to do that initial clearing because nothing's ever been done. And we're extremely thorough in what we do. It's really amazing. I just want to share that um, when we moved into our house um, in 2011, we kept bumping our heads, setting up stuff. It was almost like gremlin energy. Yeah. And, and then a friend was like, did you bless your home when you moved in? So it was like uh, the energy of the people that were there first before us was still there and still a part of it. Very, very interesting. Absolutely. Um, and, um, it has been cleared. We also had a house sitter stay at our house and, you know, he would sage the house. And after that, he staged the house, he saw sparks leave, which mm -hmm. that was very interesting, very interesting. And then also I've noticed our cat, the cat would just suddenly be chasing things uh -huh. like invisible things. What's going on there? Is this what you're talking about? Well, kind of, yeah, these are some, some symptoms. So yeah, I've had people hire me. I was doing this work for a long time before Duran joined me. And uh, I've had people hire me and they're talking about uh, like their cats would be doing weird things or their dogs and or getting sick a lot, stuff like that. And we found that actually was energetic stuff in the home. And sometimes people have uh, hired me multiple times because of there's just so many layers of stuff going on and uh, or something would occur later down the line a few years later. And they say, oh, the house has been wonderful since you did the clearing and optimization. But now this weird things happen. Well, there's been this energetic shift in the home and the uh, the inhabitants of the home. And also, here's a key thing, a common thing we see is that most people have boundary issues. They, particularly lightworkers, starseeds, we want to be helpful and we, you know, we're compassionate, but um, there's a big difference between compassion and worry, you know, or compassion and feeling sorry for people and, and sacrificing yourself and your own well-being to try to help, 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 help. You know, that's coming a lot of times from a place of, of judgment and not really honoring a person's spiritual path that they may be struggling with something. And so there's this sort of mindset that the world is so messed up and there's so much strife and struggle and I want to help. And what that does, it creates holes in your aura, basically. And you're vulnerable to all kinds of energies coming to you and attaching to you and to your home. And particularly I've seen like when a couple lives in a space or a whole family has this mindset there, there's been a whole family in particular more than once where we've had to help everybody in the family get healing work and shift that mindset as well as the property. The property had a, had a horrific, um, 
this one in particular, I'm thinking of tunnel underneath it to what I call the tunnel of hell. And it just went into all kinds of dark spaces and, and dark entities were coming in. And the children were just, you know, just wreaked havoc on their well-being because they were all clairvoyant. And so I put that story on my website. It's it's really meaningful. And so helping and shifting that internal thing and teaching them about boundaries. And it's like, you're not here to help everybody. So in that particular case, the mother had that big time. And so she was drawing in unconsciously all kinds of entities right after they died would show up in her house. And like, she didn't perceive it at all. Her children did for a long time. She know what was going on. And then suddenly her clairvoyance opened up and she's like, whoa. And that's when she contacted actually both of us. And we both did a lot of work on that property. Well, um, I think everybody watching would say, come look at my house, look at my home, look at my property, and then teach me how I can tune in. And so we're going to get there in a moment. But Jaron, I want to give you a moment to chime in here and share any perspectives that you'd like to offer. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And to me, it's like, you know, when I first started my spiritual journey, I did not realize just how important environment actually was uh, to, to be supportive. It's like, you know, I was in the mindset, I got to do it all myself and, you know, just deal with stuff as it comes, not realizing that it, if I were to alter my environment, that that was going to help support me in my evolution. And, and I'm all about, you know, spiritual growth, evolution, and whatever we can do to do that. And, you know, I, I recall definitely there was a place that I stayed in. This was, of course, back in the 80s, long before I understood most of what I know today. And there was one room that I just did not go into in this apartment. I mean, there was some really angry, malevolent something in there. And I think I stored a few things in there, but I mean, I went into that room maybe twice or three times in the year and a half that I stayed in that apartment. And it's like, it's just, it's, it, it's a drain, you know, when you have these kinds of things going on in your environment, it's a drain on your energy that could be directed way more effectively if it wasn't there. You know, it's like, I think we all kind of have our sensitivities, right? We all have a level of empathy and stuff and we pick up on stuff. And if we don't know what to do with it, then we're just creating barriers against it. But then we can, now we have to devote the energy to those barriers rather than to really live in our best lives and, and expressing the joy of who we are. And so if you eliminate that, then all that energy is then freed up and then you can direct it way more beneficially. You know, so um, to me, it's like this is one of the foundational things I think anybody anybody should do but definitely people on a spiritual path should do because uh you know it's like back whenever i worked as a carpenter's helper uh my my boss was really more of a mentor than he was a, a boss and he said you know if you get the foundation right the house builds itself and to me that applies to everything and so if your foundation if your energetic foundation your energetic environment is right then a lot of other things can happen way more easily as a result. So, I mean, that's where I'm coming from on this. Wow. Okay. Very good. You also channel an ET ascended master, Kodan Ba, and we're going to get to that later in this program. 
but I wanted to go to you now, Samra, or both both of you really. Is there techniques that you can offer for us to share with our audience about clearing our space, optimizing our space? Well, Code on Paul will will have some things to share for sure. But uh, first of all, there's the common things that people know, like smudging, calling on Archangel Michael, violet flaming, things like that, calling on the violet flame. All those things are helpful. Just giving attention to the space is going to, it's just like giving attention to your body. It helps it heal and feel loved, you know, uh, welcoming the angels to bless your space, you know, things like that, whatever a uh, particular method works for you. Some people come from a shamanic background and have some training in that. And you can combine things, of course. And that's really great, uh, especially surface stuff. When I first move into a place, I literally physically wash the walls and with, with energetic intention as well. And what that's doing is not only clearing the space of prior inhabitants, but it's also establishing the space as mine. This is mine now. And that's a part of that boundaries thing that a lot of people don't understand or have a cognitive awareness of in their personal boundaries as well as their home and property boundaries. Because there are additional things, uh, like I have done a lot of crystal gridding um, throughout the United States. In fact, literally physically have been to some of those places. Now I do a lot of it dis by distance and have the person uh, plant the crystals in specific places on their property where we see it's needed or in the home. But you can literally take, um, you know, quartz crystals is fine enough. Um, we often suggest specific ones when we do a, a multidimensional space clearing and optimization, uh, particularly Kodan Ba will have specific ones he suggests and that they put on the property for that person's particular energy and property. But quartz crystals are just fine. And take four, you know, first of all, find out the boundaries of your property. And of course, you know about your home, you know, the four corners of your home. Uh, selenite is one of the best crystals to use in your home. It's self-perpetuating in terms of clearing itself. It never needs to be cleared and helps keep the vibration in your home high. Putting uh, those in the four corners of your home, selenite, with intention to bless your home, raise the vibration, welcome your angels and guides to be supportive, whatever speaks to you, and then consciously, ceremoniously place them in each of the four corners. And then in your vision, see that connecting in this wonderful grid around your home can be a, a great start and super helpful. Uh, it's ideal to have to clear your home first before you place stones, but this is just to kind of plant an idea of some of the things you can do. And on the four corners of your property, you could take quartz, set your intention, first clear your quartz crystal. If you don't know how to do that, there's plenty of places you can search online. And then put it in the four corners, find out your property lines, and do the same thing. And, and then, you know, like ceremoniously, however you can, get as close to the center of your property as possible, like in a meditation or whatever, ask your angels for help and your guides and see your whole property surrounded in this wonderful bubble of light. Those are some things you can do. Jaron, is there something you want to add? Well, as you were talking about that, I was just thinking it's like one of the handy things is it's like, what kind of energy do you want to experience, right? Uh, I think a lot of times we're used to operating from a more reactive place. You know, we're responding to what comes instead of 
intending and, and basically setting the stage personally for what we want to experience. And so it's like, what, what exactly, what kind of vibe do you want? You know, uh, do you want uh, to feel more peaceful? Do you want to feel more joyful? Do you want to get more creative inspiration, for example? And it's like, you know, what, what, if you were to, if your property was basically a container then what energy would you want in that property? What energy, you know, if you, you know, it's just like a hot tub. It's like, you know, what temperature do you want the water? You know, do you want to put any, uh, like, uh, uh, think about the the rose water baths that uh, they taught us about once upon a time. It's like, what kind of vibe do you want there? And, you know, even things like, like planting flowers that support that vibration, like roses, for example, or, you know, if there are particular houseplants that are in resonance, I mean, houseplants are good anyway, because they add oxygen to the air. But, uh, you know, things like that, that you specifically are saying, okay, this is my space, and this is the vibe I want in my space. And here are things that support that, that vibration, that consciousness. And so you have a, you have your rapport with those energies. And so it helps support you even when you're not thinking about it. And I want to add to when you're doing clearing at the beginning and you're setting those kinds of intentions, things like, you know, when you're smudging and I assume most of the listeners know what smudging is, but you know, it's usually sage, white sage or sage bundles or sweet grass, things like that. And literally going around the walls, not just wafting it around your home and you're done. It's a ceremony. And literally going through all over all the windows, all the doors, because those are entryways. Those are the energy entryways. So, yeah, I have a little bit of feng shui training, too, and we learn about that. Um, so thinking in those terms, all those entryways, also, you know, toilets and, and drains and faucets are entryways. So particularly giving extra attention to those while, you, but you need to hold your focus. Don't let your mind wander as you're doing this and you're like... Uh, things like only love is allowed in this space. That's one of my favorite ones, you know, like into only love is allowed in this space. You don't need to do any heavy duty banishing and things like that. There's certainly people with different trainings around that. And, and that's useful as long as you're not engaging in a combative way with it. This is supposed to be beautiful. And this is about invoking your mastery. You're, this is your domain and you're commanding your space. You are meant to do that. And not just, you know, be a victim to whatever happens, you know, especially for your own space. So you're going around each room, go in the shower, you know, wave, wave the, the stage in the shower, open the cabinet doors. This is thorough. This is thorough smudging. Open the closet doors. I always carry a power shell under my smudge stick because ashes drop and that's a wise thing to do. So, so, um, that way, you know, the, the shell catches it, but any kind of metal or ceramic container can do that bowl and um, be really thorough and um, keep a lighter with you because often the sage will go out in the process, right? But don't stop until you're done. Maintain that cognitive attention and claiming your space. And, you know, only joy and love is loud here. This is a nurturing, this is my nurturing space. Whatever affirmations are true to you. Now, the follow-up to that is you, if you really want to complete that, is you need to act from that place. You need to demonstrate that in your life and not allow, you know, um, people to come in your home who are going to be uh, disrespectful of you and that sort of thing. 
It's like, this is my space. You need to act on your intentions, not just set intentions and then whatever happens, happens. And occasionally, you know, you'll need to do something and you can't help it, a family member visits. And But if you set that intention, often when those people come in, they will be on their best behavior. They'll be in their be their highest energies. You're evoking that from them when you set that energetic space. And if they don't want to be in their highest, well, they won't spend much time in your space. They will feel uncomfortable because the vibe is so high and pure and beautiful. So like repair people and they come in, a lot of times you'll bring out the best in them. Uh, or they, uh, or, you know, sometimes you'll still just have to clear the space, clear it again after they go, if there's something weird there. But I have found the more I do this, the more I draw the most amazing delivery people, you know, like furniture deliveries and, and repair people who are so positive and optimistic. And we get into great conversations and cause they're walking into my environment. I'm not a victim to their energies. This is the energy that I'm embodying and radiating and my home is radiating. Does that make sense? Yes, I love it. And I can feel our audience commanding, getting ready to command this space in this way to really take charge of our space. And it doesn't matter, even if it's a new house that you move right. into, a brand new house, it's still the consciousness of the people who built that house that could be affecting the energy, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's some of the, what we get into when we do our property clearing work is, is we get into the, to the subatomic level and clear that level as well. That's, that's actually my role. That's one of my favorite things to do. And it was very much like when I was a body worker and energy worker, I went in and I would communicate telepathically with the cells of the body. Uh, I, and, and then the body would relax or shift. I'm communicating with the, the space, the, the atomic and subatomic level of the space. But a lot of times people are not aware too that a, a brand new house even is built on, could be built on something problematic, like a land wound. There could have been, uh, you know, we've seen burials, you know, burial grounds, like Indian burial grounds, things like that. Um, uh, I've done a lot of property clearing. Most of it's been in the United States, Eastern Coast, and there's a lot of Native American issues, you know, past angry energy, conflicts between tribes that I have had to go in and, and clear the energy from that that's affecting their home. Yes, if there was um, people feuding over the land. Yes, right? you've seen uh, that. Uh huh. I've seen yeah. a property boundary gone right through the person's house where there was a dispute. And they were like, we just never use that room and we don't know why. When I wow. went into it, it was like there's this line going right through energetic, etheric line. And I'm like, what's that about? And I asked Kodan Ba about it. And that's how kind of Kodan Ba began working with me. Ultimately, he was part of my higher team because I always got the higher team. Right. So I got a team that does does property clearing and optimization. But eventually, um, yeah, so I consulted him about that. I saw this line, what's that about? And he could provide more details that were beyond the scope of my awareness. So I've grown tremendously through all of these clearings because I learn about all these things going on and how to address them. And then eventually, um, you know, so he would channel for me through Jerron. And then eventually it was like, why don't we just do the property clearing together, consciously channeled through Jerron? And that's kind of how it evolved. And so when we do these, we record what we're doing along the way. And, um, and then people get that recording that describes what we perceived, what we did about it and what, how they can help optimize their space from then on. 
All right. Well, fascinating. I think now um, if, if you both want to add anything else, uh, you are welcome to do that. But it's almost time to bring through Kodan Ba and share a little bit more about how that all came about. First, is there anything else you want to add before we do that? Jaron, is there anything? No, because I can think of, you know, we didn't mention uh, battlefields in particular. Yeah. And that's, oh. that's a pretty prominent influence. Yeah. Uh, so, so I've done a lot of, I, I was actually called to in, in 2015 through a whole series of events from a past life that I actually encountered uh, where I had been before in a battle, a civil war battle, and was ended up having to do being called to do a lot of clearing of, of civil war battlefields throughout the Eastern coast. And, um, but you know, again, there's tribal battles, there's all kinds of things like that. Strong where, uh, there's been trauma energy in the vicinity mm -hmm. that is affecting the energy of your home. Okay. Wow. Well, it's making us think a lot and um, actually loving the, the concept of feeling into our space and really developing our clairs through that sensory uh, feeling of being in that space, as you mentioned. So, wow, fascinating. Okay, well, how, so Kodan Ba is an ascended ET master, an ET ascended master. Share the story about how this came to you and how you both work together with this master. Do you want me to go first, Charles? Yeah, I'd say go ahead because okay. actually I channel so many ET Ascended Masters, it's hard to keep up with. Wow. <laughs> and I met who? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the one with the, the great memory. And so back in the, the late 90s, uh, I think it was, that's when we met, um, the, or mid 90s actually, Kodan uh, Ba was one that would come through occasionally for groups. And he was is a part of the sect of the greater collective that we're part of that focuses or is very skilled in working with timelines, probabilities, ley lines, intergalactic ley lines. Not only are there ley lines over a planet, a planet throughout a planet, but they're also uh, intergalactic ley lines or, or interplanetary ley lines that go between planets and star systems. And sometimes those are beneficial and sometimes those can be problematic to a property. I've encountered those. And so... Uh, he would talk about those kinds of things sometimes, particularly timelines and probabilities. So he seemed to be the most appropriate one to ask when it came to these property clearings I was doing. And then eventually, like I said, it's like, well, hey, let's just let's do them more directly. So he's an ET ascended master. Was he in human form at one point? Do you know? Yeah. No, he's never had an Earth incarnation. Um, he's multi-dimensional. He's ninth dimensional. Yeah, and he identifies as Syrian from the Sirius star cluster, and uh, his and basically his last series of lifetimes was there. Although he's had lifetimes incarnations all over this created universe, um, but that's that's how he identifies, and he looks very ET-ish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A dolphin or a whale energy is that different oh, from no, you in our picture our picture you'll see is a he's a got a really big head one of those that goes back it's a draw it's a drawing that i did as best i could and oh. really really big eyes that kind lots right. of love yeah lots of love presence and and mastery 
Yeah, uh, if you want to, feel free to ask him about his various incarnations if you want to. I, I know mostly about his more recent ones and how he presented himself to me uh, when we first met. So, Well, Jerron, we may have to have you on a quantum conversation again so that we can talk to you more about your channeling. But let's go ahead right now and let you bring in Kodan Ba. Sure, absolutely. It'll take me just a second here. Just bear with me just a moment. <laughs> well, hello, 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 dear ones. It is Kodamba. <laughs> Delighted to be with you. <laughs> Wow. Somra, please. <laughs> oh, welcome, Konamba. It's, it's always great to be with you. Yes, yes. This is a new format, I see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I'm loving it. Awesome. Konamba is, is probably one of the most focused, you know, like I call I call you intense, Kodamba. Sometimes you're very focused and on purpose. A lot of the other ET Ascended Masters are much more jovial and, and fluid, but, you know, we cut a few jokes once in a while for sure. But uh, we we get to work usually when we're we're together. Yes, and, and I'll, I'll take that criticism to heart and if ah! I'm more jovial, then I will practice with that. <laughs> I appreciate the on-purposeness. I'm very on-purpose too. <laughs> And our beloved Lauren, thank you. And we're delighted to be a part of this event. Well, I'm delighted to meet you and I'm fascinated. So um, we are here to talk about these energies. Many of us were not aware of that. So can you share your perspective of the importance of this? Yes, very important. Well, as uh, Somra said earlier, we... Uh, spent an awful lot of time in the last, oh, say, 40, 50, 60,000 years um, on, on a ship, basically, and helping to monitor and modify and upgrade the energies as much as possible on this planet and others, but primarily on this one. And it's important to understand that, you know, it, it's all a part of this grand awakening process that humanity is going through. And it's not just humanity, it's the earth. The earth is on its own ascension path, right? And so part of what we were doing for the longest time and still doing to some degree is helping to equalize that because, you know, the, the earth will make a jump and then we'll help humanity also raise in vibration to match or humanity will jump in vibrational frequency and we'll help balance that out with the earth so that it continues to be as harmonious as it possibly can be. And, you know, I, I look at it less on an individual scale, although I certainly do deal with that when we're dealing with these property clearings and, and just general energy enhancement, what I would think of as an enhancement of planetary energies. Uh, but on a mass scale, uh, that balance is pretty important because there really are energies funneling in from different star systems to help to enlighten the planet and enlighten the people on the planet. And so allocating those in their appropriate direction, you know, it's like once they hit, where do they go? And so helping to get that going and so that they end up in the right spot to be most beneficial to the most people. And when it comes to your personal space, you know, really that's a, uh, 
I would look at it as a very mystical, very esoteric kind of process. It's all part of your evolution because as within, so without, right? So if you are waking up on the inside, the more you can do to have an external environment that supports that, then the more effectively your efforts will be in that process. Um, one of the things that I see people struggle with sometimes is that they're working really hard internally, but they're not really considering the impact that their external environment is having. And they're trying to grow basically independent of that external environment instead of growing with it or transforming the environment along with themselves. And uh, this creates, uh, I don't necessarily want to call it a hardship, but it makes it harder than it has to be. And we're all about grace and ease and effectiveness. You know, one of the principles of mastery is effectiveness. And so, uh, and we define that as being able to accomplish the most with the least effort. And so whenever you establish an environment that is specifically supportive of your evolution, then it's already helping you. And so whatever else you need to do can be done more easily as a result of that. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And I um, was just wondering, um, I'm just at a loss here. It's really quite fascinating. Um, it just has me thinking about my own space. Would it be appropriate for you to look into my space or what do you suggest as an example for this program? Well, hmm. Okay, so for instance, one of the things that I would definitely suggest, well, I don't know how much you want me to talk about your space on, on this. <laughs> let, let me put it, <laughs> let me put it this way. Uh, what color do you consider to be most associated with divine love? Pink. Pink. Okay. So is there any place on your property that feels less than supportive to you? And I mean, it's like if you're comparing, uh, most people have like gone into, say, a department store or someplace and the vibe just wasn't right and they didn't want to be there. And they've gone into other places like, oh, I feel so welcome here. All right. So on that scale, is there a space that feels less than supportive, less than, oh, I'm so glad to be in this spot? Mm, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So what I would encourage of you to do in that in that case is to take that pink color, since that's the color that you associate with love, with divine love, and then envision that space saturated in that color. Okay. And, and if you want, while we're at it, I'll just, I, I will join with you. Even if you do it later, I'll join with you in uh, doing that for your space so that you have that. Uh, you don't necessarily need me for that, but I would love to contribute. So, okay. Yeah. And then what I would suggest that you do in, in anybody, anybody was going to use this as an example, right? Pick a room in your house, go into that room and just on a scale of one to 10, 
say between totally relaxed and stressed, what's that number for you, right? Mm-hmm. And whatever your color associated with divine love is, then fill that room with that color and then come back into it. And on a scale of one to 10, 10 being totally stressed, one being completely relaxed, where are you on that scale? And, and notice the difference because um, I mean, and that's just one small thing, but it's a very helpful thing and it helps tune you to your environment because it's easy to be scattered. It's easy for human beings to be scattered. This is a hurry, scurry, chaotic world that we're living in right now. There's a lot of things going on energetically. And so what can you do to harmonize, okay, with your own supportive energies? What can you do to harmonize your internal reality with your external reality? And that's a question I would encourage anyone to ask at any time for any reason, actually, because uh, the more you can do that, the more comfortable you get at those higher and higher levels. Because believe it or not, people are aspiring to oneness and they're aspiring to ascension and they're aspiring to all these things. And vibrationally, not all of their body and not all of their aura is actually ready for that yet. You have to kind of ease into it. Um, I've interacted with beings who were frustrated that they weren't making more progress. And I'm saying, okay, you know, if you understand how you work and that there's basically like you're this big bag of marbles, right? And some of those marbles are really high vibration. They're really in tune with divine love and that oneness consciousness energy. Some of it, some of those marbles, not so much. Well, what would happen if you were to put those heavier energies in that really higher vibration? Well, it'd be like dropping an ice cube in boiling water. And, you know, the results can be rather intense. And I've seen it actually happen where people try to put something frozen, say, in a skillet of grease, and then it just blows up. Well, you don't want to blow up. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to blow up. So let's ease into it, right? Steady. Slow and steady wins the race. (laughs) All right. As you were sharing there, in this ear... I feel, um, well, at first it was a tone and now it's just almost um, an energy. Isn't that interesting? Very interesting. So just bringing in divine love, uh, I'm feeling something. Can you tell me what that is? Well, um, part of that has got to be our attention on you as we're sharing. And, but I also see that you have a number of guides and angels handy as a part of this process too. So. Yeah. They're talking to you. They, they are. I mean, this is like a, there's like, it's like an earbud in this ear and and there's not. So it's very, very interesting. I'm getting the message that it's all fine. Don't freak out. Exactly. (laughs) Don't freak out because part of my mind is, is kind of going for the, for the freak out. So, okay. All right. I, I see no uh, anomalous energies in your immediate environment. Okay. My <laughs> right. perspective is like a mile. So. Okay. Very, very good. Very good. Um, Somra, is there anything you'd like to ask Kodanba? Um, not particularly ask, just that uh, 
maybe, you know, I don't know if you want to hear any further stories or if you would like to talk about, yeah, some of the things that we've encountered. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I wanted, I wanted to also, okay, um, we do want to go there, but you mentioned the ship that, that, that you were on, that you're on a ship and the ship for the last 40, 50, 60,000 years has been beaming energies on our planet. Can you tell us more about that? Ah, and yes, okay, so. Ship in the sky, as it, does it appear as a star? Oh, and, no, you more than likely wouldn't see it because it's interdimensional. And it's not definitely not the same ship in all that time. I, I, I bounce around, and especially uh, when I was much more active in that work, I was in uh, lower dimensions, five, six, seven D for the most part. Uh, you know, past a certain point, Earth as as a uh, consciousness doesn't actually exist. You know, it's like if you were to imagine looking at a table and then looking at a molecule of that table, at some point the Earth becomes just a molecule within a much larger fabric of consciousness. Um, but, you know, I was definitely part of this group of beings who came together in the Pleiades about 300, depending on the timeline, 335 to 365,000 years ago, who knew that Earth and humanity would be going through this evolutionary leap and were looking for ways to assist that process. And, you know, all of our different uh, resources and interests and priorities and talents came together and decided how to do that. And so I was part of that group. And have spent most of that time in the last 50, 60,000 years, just basically, if you want to think of it as like warming up the earth or getting it energetically more compatible with higher dimensional consciousness. Um, it, it's not a snap your fingers and make it happen kind of process. It, it, it's gently done and, and slowly done because you know, we are dealing with a population of beings who are in one way or the other, consciously or unconsciously trying to acclimate with those higher energies. Now, some people are definitely not deliberately trying to do that. Some beings are actually trying to resist that. But, you know, it's like whenever you uh, if you think about it, it's like going from, I, I would look at it from an energetic standpoint, it's like going from an Arctic kind of environment to a tropical kind of environment on an energetic level. And, you know, it's like the the energy is accelerating and it, it is getting lighter and brighter. And the point is to help everyone acclimate to that gently so that the most people possible can can take advantage of that and be supported in their evolution and ultimate ascension. Well, one question before we move on to some stories is the collective out there. Um, do you have much to say about uh, what is in the collective? There seems on one hand that the there's, there's a, a, a lack of tolerance for bad behavior as the planet raises in vibration. And yet we're still seeing many people misbehaving or kind of going crazy. Um, it does seem like craziness out there. What are your, what is your take on this when you see the giant timeline of it all? Yeah, it's, 
for us, it's more about, it's more like growing pains. Okay. Um, human egos are notoriously good at becoming attached to something, right? Um, their identity as a human being, for example, because <laughs> technically, I mean, really most of the people on the planet now, um, a, a good majority of them, I wouldn't even necessarily designate as human. They're star seeds, all right? You're ETs who just have been incarnating here for a while, right? But a great many are very identified with this human uh, context, this polarity-based context. And because it's familiar and you're attached to the familiar, the tendency is to want to stay with what's familiar. So the souls may be saying, hey, time to wake up. But the ego is saying, no, 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 please. You know, I just, I'm getting used to this. You know, I, I, I know where home is. I know how to drive a car. Don't mess with that. And um, they just as using those as examples. And really, whenever this light comes in and it begins to brighten and the soul says it's time to step it up a notch, then anything that's that lower level energy has to go. Well, if the psyche is not prepared to process that, then you get this so-called going crazy stuff. Uh, and, and it really is just a reaction to that internal change that the ego doesn't understand. It doesn't understand what's happening. And so it's reacting based on its conditioning um, to that subtle internal change that they may not recognize at all. Uh, when I see some of these more drastic events occurring, there is really a bigger picture to that too. And so, you know, I, I can't make it a, a fault of anyone. It's just the nature of consciousness, the nature of the cause and effect dynamics that occur. Uh, uh, certainly in, in this version of reality, one might say, we wish it weren't so drastic, so to speak. And yet, you know, every soul is participating in these various experiences for the sake of the bigger picture. And I'm not saying sacrifice for the sake of the bigger picture, but that it's all a part of that, you know, because whenever there's a tragedy, there is, and this has been scientifically or sociologically, one of your sciences, proven that there is a corresponding compassion response. You know, when there's a tragedy, there's a compassion response to that. And it's really more about the compassion response. And soldiers saying, hey, I'm going to volunteer to catalyze a compassion response. And mm -hmm. it's going to be exciting. It's going to be painful. It's going to be inconvenient. And, you know, it's my role to do this in this life. And then many of them will, you know, if they cross over, will come right back and say, okay, now I want to experience the aftermath of what I helped create in that compassion response. So it's not... I can't see those things in the same way a human being might. For example, I, I don't see tragedy. I see facilitation toward the ultimate goal of ascension. Wow. Okay. I am completely buzzing and lit up on this. Uh, you know, it's almost as if you were reading, we've had some tragic things happen uh, recently, you know, uh, as of today's count, 33,000 people, 33,000 souls left from an earthquake and they're great facilitators then and wow look at the compassion they're bringing forward mm -hmm. all right what does what do you see 
the effect that Gaia felt or or how did Gaia feel about this? Can you tell us? Well, it's sort of like, on the one hand, there is a care. Gaia has a care for all beings on this planet. It's like, think of it as a mother and children, right? And uh, from that, I would say, much more sentient place, much more understanding place, it's like adjustments have to be made. And, and there's an understanding there of, you know, what needs to happen and why. And, you know, from Gaia's point of view, an earthquake is like shrugging your shoulder, okay, or scratching an itch, as it were because this physical planet is going through its adjustments. And it's just like, if you were sitting in a chair for a while and you noticed that your leg went to sleep, you'd want to move it around or stand on it or whatever to help get the circulation going. And so things like earthquakes are like a part of that adjustment. And it's a reconfiguration, more accurately, it's a reconfiguration to match the uptick in energy. And yeah. Yeah, so it's not, a, I don't see her being sad about it, just understanding and compassionate about it. Okay, beautiful. We can certainly feel that and uh, have a deeper understanding of it. And our hearts go out to all who are feeling that compassion and, and sending it all around the world. The whole world is looking at this. Okay, uh, Somra. Yeah, and the, the key about compassion, it's an expansive feeling, not a feeling sorry for, not a feeling sad about. There's a huge confusion. Compassion, like divine compassion, the fifth dimensional and above, state it's a state of being where you're honoring the soul's choices and empowerment, their their power in the experience. Whereas a lot of people confuse that with it's like sympathy and empathy. They confuse and have and sympathize and see it as as oh such a bad thing and all of that and sometimes people will even make it a big story in their head oh their children must be so sad or their parents it's just like you're making it way worse you're not helping the energetic shift that needs to occur and one of the things the masters really helped me with especially when children are involved you know it's it's like wow those must be very powerful souls to have chosen that path. Mm -hmm. That's, that's in alignment with compassion. It's like, yeah, the human self, that's a challenge, but wow, those must be really powerful souls. And then you're actually raising, raising the light quotient, the light love quotient of the planet. When you do that, when you're seeing anything as bad and sorrowful, go through, like I've said before, go through whatever grief you feel that's yours because you're actually projecting your own unresolved grief when you're feeling all of that and weighed down by it, that needs to be dealt with within you. Okay. And then as you, you release that through various clearing processes, it's like you can see and understand the bigger picture, but until then you're just seeing your own projections lumped onto what's happening, which include judgments usually. Yes. All right. Good point. All right. Well, we would love to hear some stories about your clearing episodes that would be beneficial for everyone watching and listening. Okay. Well, 
it, uh, I was making some notes before we joined. I'm like, wow, just so many wild things over the years. And it's been such an honor to help these people who, um, you know, they were really challenged in these living situations. And I, you know, like I said, I learned and grew so much through it. One of the, um, what are the problems, and, and we're, we're the ones people call on when nothing else has worked. You know, they've had other, clearly shamans come in, blah, 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 and they do what they do at their level, but it's like something still not being got at because we're super thorough. And of course, having Kodan Ba on the team, it's like we can, you know, there's virtually nothing he can't answer or is, is stumped by, and with them, we know what to do about it. But one of the ones that really got me, and this is actually more recent, this was just a couple of years ago. Um, I do have done a lot of um, healing and coaching work for uh, this business that's a big land, big property over the years. And they have uh, events there regularly. So people come and they leave their energy sometimes. And so, you know, they would hire me, the owners would hire me to do a clearing periodically and, um, and it would be needed. Uh, but also with earth shifts and stuff, sometimes that would shift things. And one of them, they have, they have uh, horses, like they train people how to ride horses too. That's part of their many programs. And um, they, uh, they called me up and said, this is, uh, the horses are suddenly being spooked whenever they go down this particular, they get to this particular spot on the path. And, you know, I've done so many clearing. Kodan Ba had done some for me over the years. I'm like, it's not a ghost. You know, what is this? Because I, I looked into it and I, the first thing I saw was this man would jump out, like of the woods, right in front of the horses. And the horses would go, Wah! and this was a major issue for this business because they had to stop offering lessons until they resolved this. And so... You know, it was clear this person was from the past. I'm like, it's not, it doesn't have the vibration of a ghost. And sometimes we see interdimensional overlays, like uh, 4D beings where it's just the veils are a little thin and there's a little bit of an overlap of influence. And we can do things about that sometimes. It's not technically a ghost that needs to go away. It's just an interdimensional overlay. And it was like that, but there was some vibrational quality that I couldn't put my finger on. So I asked Kodan Ba about it, and I think we actually, I don't know if we did that clearing together, Kodan Ba, or not, but um, yes, we did, because that was like, what the heck do we do about this? So the timelines have been overlapping a lot. I talked about the Mandela effect and the, the big artificial change that was done in 2016 that really threw off a lot of things. And a lot of timelines are wonky and overlapping. It's settled down a little bit, but that was a big, big deal. And so this is kind of a result of that where um, that's still happening. What Kodan Ba said, and you can elaborate if you want to, Kodan Ba, was that the, like sometimes the timelines would come in like a wave you know, overlap would come in like a wave and then like a wave would come in to shore and then leave the shore and it would leave behind particles. Okay. And like from the ocean, like a wave would, and this guy got left behind. He's actually from another timeline. Oh, wow. But in the same space, but this, a, a version of earth, another version of earth and all the, all his friends and everybody were gone. And so he was baffled too. And he was from a time period. This was around, 400 years ago where horses weren't, this is in America or horses weren't in America yet. And so he didn't know what the horses were. And that's why he would stay, he could see the horses and he would jump out and go like, what are you kind of thing and spook the horses. And so we, once uh, 
we went in there. I think Conan Ball, you handled. I don't know if you want to share. You you talked to the guy, and he was very happy to go back to his timeline. It's like get me back to where I'm familiar. He was Native American. Yeah, it, he was very disoriented, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, no horses spooking or anything. Everything was fine. So, you know, the, these are things you can't get at in conventional means. And there needs to be a very broad scope spectrum. You know, I just keep expanding my spectrum of what, of my perception. And of course, having, having a ninth dimensional master on the team who can articulate a lot of these things is, is just been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially now in the last uh, 30, 40, 50 years, before that, but mostly in the last 40 or 50 years, there have been an awful lot of unusual anomalies, energetic anomalies on this planet. Uh, the, the possibility of timelines overlapping, you know, that just didn't occur before. Uh, you know, the, the possibility of having uh, dimensional fluctuations where you could literally walk from a 3D into a 4D, and, and those are really simplified terms, but basically, you know, you walk down a trail from a 3D to a 4D environment and then back into a 3D environment. And it's like, you know, what's going on there? And you, that might feel like a pleasant thing. It might feel like an unpleasant thing. Um, you know, portals opening. There's all kinds of portals that are on the planet now that wouldn't have even had an opportunity to happen 50 plus years ago. Um, and it's, a, you know, it's, it sort of looks like, uh, there's areas on the planet where you have these hot springs and it's like mud that's bubbling up all over the place. And it looks sort of like that from an energetic perspective. And, and these portals are not necessarily all bad, but you know, when they pop up in populated areas or if they pop up in your basement, then they can be inconvenient to say <laughs> inconvenient for sure <laughs> lightly <laughs> yeah and we've we've definitely encountered things like that uh what i call interdimensional or or 4d sinkholes underneath houses um wow. it, things like that it's just drawing you know heaviness and the people are had the animals get sick a lot things like that after we do these clearings and reset and change things uh, the the animals get well, the people get well. We also offer suggestions to to help with that afterwards. But I'm also reminded of another property that I probably did three or four sessions on because it took a lot over time. Um, where the first initially, she said that we it was a couple and they had lots of pets and they said we've had lots of people clear the property, but this is something still not right. And um, I think they had a lot of chaotic energy and stuff like that. And uh, I, so I looked into it and the, what basically what had happened was, is that that was an area of long ago before the white men came, so to speak, there was a, a tribal dispute. And that home was actually built on a spot that was, had a sacred stone on it. So she said, um, the client said that a prior property clear told her that something was taken from the property 
and and from and a Native American tribe was not happy about it. And that was all that that clearer could perceive. So when he went into deeper about it, it was this stone and that was a that held a lot of sacred energy. And so through the disputes, I think it was the other tribe that uh, that may have stolen it or was when the white man came and they they took it or whatever. But anyway, they wanted it back. So they were still kind of hovering in this fourth dimensional state related to the land. And so I did the usual clearing, uh, lots of layers, lots of stuff that I do in that process. And then it was clear and I trans I, I, I expressed this message to her that go on the property and find a stone. And I told her the precise size that needs to be size range and do a ceremony. And it's right in your basement where this is, you know, where that spot was. Do a ceremony, call in those Native Americans, you know, tell them, you know, like, you know, we, we apologize that this occurred and now we want to set it right. We honor this, this space. And I can't remember, those aren't the exact words, but it was something along those lines. She set it, actually set up a little altar down there in her basement with this and everything changed after that. And that there was a sinkhole literally under, under her home from this, of all this conflict energy from the past. And so that was shored up. And um, yeah, big changes and the animals were calmer afterwards. I teach the animals how to clear their own energies too, telepathically. I do all, we do all this work by distance. We don't have to go to any property. And um, so they were much happier about that too. Wow, this is really fascinating. I know people are gonna wanna work with you. We get questions often about this, about this topic and who can help with this. And it's beyond ghosts, as you mentioned. So. Um, really very important that you guys are offering clearings like this from a distance. Um, ba, is there anything else you'd like to add for people in this situation for them to know? What, what do they need to know? Well, one of the things that we would definitely emphasize is that, you know, if you're experiencing anomalies like this, you know, uh, please try not to make it your fault. It's not a fault, right? It's a growth opportunity um, in everyone's evolutionary path. Uh, very often the souls will set up uh, these various turning points along your path. And so it's not a bad thing. It's not a wrong thing. You didn't make any mistakes. It's just here's, here's the situation and you're being invited by your own soul to, you know, take that next step. And it's part of your next step. And so it may be an uncomfortable thing, but it's ultimately it's a good thing in terms of your evolutionary progress. So, you know, first thing, don't make yourself wrong. Second thing, no matter how impossible it seems, there's a way because you can't have a, a problem presented that there isn't a solution somewhere. And it's not really well. It is about resolving that issue, but it's especially about how you grow in awareness and understanding as a process uh, in the process of addressing that issue. So uh, please do consider it a, a, a benefit ultimately, even if it's an inconvenience in the moment, uh, because it, it ultimately is. And your soul is very wise, it's very loving. It knows exactly what it's doing. And the more you trust it, and the more you relax into that trust, the more you're open to inspiration and guidance and direction and support uh, that can help you take that next step, which, you know, might look like a baby step on the surface, 
but ended up being a cosmic lead ultimately. Well, you got my, uh, you, you were psychic here and you got my question, how does the higher self help with this? And you said it through trust because it sets us up with these experiences. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, from our perspective, and you know, we've been dealing with this kind of stuff for a very, very long time, much longer than 50, 60,000 years. And it really is the soul, the higher self is ultimately endeavoring to get that personality, that human, you know, yourself, your human self, fully aligned with, fully attuned with, fully at one with divine consciousness. And literally everything happens for that purpose. It just doesn't always look that way. But that really is the reason things happen. And um, okay. if you, you know, approach it from that perspective, it really makes a big, big, big difference uh, your perspective as you step into these things. Uh, it's not, it looks like a problem to be fixed, but really it is a stepping stone for greater consciousness. Thank you. I am thinking of a situation in reality right across the way from us is this big rock crusher. It moved in out of nowhere and they pull rocks out of the river and then they crush them right here. And I was always fighting that, but I realized hearing your words that it is meant to be my awareness and divine consciousness. What do we do uh, when the world is a noisy place and there's conflicts like this? Is there energy that could be cleared there or should I just let it be and focus on divine consciousness? Oh, you know, that's actually a really great question. I would say it actually depends, you know, because each individual is where they are on their unique path. So for some for some people, it may be um, on one hand learning to accept or adjust to that external experience. For others, it may be about, okay, how can I change this? You know, how can I change this external experience? But um, first and foremost, uh, with any external uh, stimuli, especially if it gets under your skin, so to speak, it's like, okay, so what's what's in this for me, all right? What uh, gift is there in this for me? And the reason I suggest that is because whether you know it or not, as a human being, you're still commanding your reality by how you interpret your experience. And so if I interpret that as bad, then I'm limiting my options to the things that fall within bad. If I interpret it as good or gift potential, then I have the options that fall within that interpretation. And so there's always some internal lesson or I, I don't like the word lesson, realization or understanding to be gained um, from any external experience. So what are those feelings? Okay. Uh, it could be that it has nothing to do with the rock crusher, although I can see that being very disruptive. It could be that there's some aspect of your psyche that just wants to be soothed based upon an experience like that when you were younger. Okay. There's external noise or disruption that's, uh, you know, irritating or unsettling, or that seems way out of place. It's like, okay, is there some part of me that just needs to be soothed? Um, so it's different for everyone. 
but it's it's really all in how you interpret it that allows you to then see that deeper truth within yourself, that deeper need within yourself and respond effectively to it. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And on a greater scale, it's bringing together community in a whole new way. Yeah. All right. Very good. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, words, those words of wisdom and clarity. Thank you. You're so very welcome. Thank you. So I want to just ask Somra, is there anything else you want to ask or say as we have uh, show <laughs> Kodan Ba? I want to say Cordon Bleu, Kodan Ba. Is there anything is there anything else you'd like to share while we have Kodan Ba here? Well, I wanted to say he, uh, I can, this was back when I was just consulting him and uh, when we weren't, weren't doing the actual clearings together physically, he's a part of the higher team, like I said, so we were doing it, inter, you know, on the, on the higher dimensional level. But one of the uh, past uh, clearings that I did that, that I wanted to mention that's really significant because the results, because, you know, this is about results. I mean, you know, optimizing your space, clearing your space, and then optimizing it to to match your evolution and that sort of thing, is very can be can help you in many ways, like better sleep, increase your prosperity. Um, you know, you feel more comfortable in your space. Your creativity can open up. There, there are often tangible or emotional, certainly results from this type of stuff. Things you can do for yourself as well as things that we do. And this one particular property was very problematic that I worked on, but the, the key story, the key issue it had that uh, I find very significant is when I first looked into it, the, the owner said that this, they always had problems with this add-on that they added on in the 1960s, that a master bedroom. And after it was built, she never wanted to sleep in there and eventually stopped sleeping in there. Then after her husband died, she eventually started renting it out to people and had a master bath and everything. And they always had problems with every tenant that, that stayed there. I mean, to the point like drug addiction. I mean, it was extreme. And this is someone, you know, who was on a spiritual awakening path and actually a psychologist, someone who was very, you know, prominent in that. And it's like, what is all this happening? Now there was stuff going on for her and attracting this situation, but there was something about the property. And one of the key things, the first things I saw when I looked into it to do the clearing was I saw a Native American uh, with a mohawk coming mm -hmm. and burying this container in the ground, which was right underneath that bedroom. And wow. as I look, look deeper into what is this, it was this tribe had a had a regular ritual, like, you know, every few months or once a year, where they would take all their, their negative feelings and put it in this container and then bury the container. That's what this, that's just what this tribe would do. And to kind of maintain balance and uh, for better or worse, that's what they would do. And they would bury it in the ground. This person was designated to do that in a, in a ceremonious way. And so when um, the, the white people came and, and took over the land and various things, this, this, uh, that moved that tribe out and they tried to actually warn the, the white people, no, you know, you don't want to build anything on this land. They, of course, nor ignored all of that. And it disrupted that energy. And actually, it was like Pandora's box. And it mm -hmm. opened up Pandora's box. And so there's this vortex of just swirling awfulness going on and conflict. And, you know, I don't like the word negative, but, you know, heavy energies. And 
so I had to do clearing and all of that, of course, and cleared the the building and so forth. And the owner told me the the next day, the tenant, the woman who was living there, came out of her room and said, I feel like I have a whole new lease on life. And wow. she, even though she had nothing to do with any of this or didn't know anything about it. And those are the kinds of things you can experience when your space is cleared. And I wasn't necessarily into super optimizing them, but I definitely raised the vibration, what we call the light love quotient or the love light quotient. And folks, every time you do any little bit like that for your property, a, a personal space optimization or, you know, hiring us for the big, a full job, you're raising the light love quotient on the planet. Every little bit helps. Beautiful. I know we're excited. We're going to talk in just a brief moment about the ways that people can work with you and hire you to do this clearing. Kodan Ba, I just want to give you a final moment to share thoughts as we say goodbye to you. Oh, thank you very much, Lauren. Um, well, you know, in keeping with that whole love light quotient thing, uh, one of the things that we consider really important, and you know, people have talked about it like in terms of, the, say, the hundredth monkey syndrome or whatever, right? Uh, it's like anytime you enlighten your space and enlighten your consciousness, you're making it easier for everybody else on the planet to do that. And every time they do, it makes it easier for you also and so many of these things are done indirectly you know it's just an incidental thing and yet it adds to that and one of the things that i absolutely appreciate is someone who's directed energy into this planet for so long i love it when people absorb that light and love and then begin to radiate it because it's like ah you know my my work has effect here you know it's it actually does something because it's not just about what we do but about what you do in terms of receiving and expressing that you know you're all transmitters right you're all receivers and you're all transmitters and so the more you can receive and ground that higher vibrational consciousness the more it impacts the entire planet and everyone on it and thus accelerating the process of awakening for everyone so and, and we absolutely love to be a part of that well we thank you for being here in all of these eons of time raising this vibration and beaming this light to us how can we best absorb this light this energy and receive it how do we best receive it and transmit it oh that's a good question uh first relax into it relax into it. Okay. It exists. You know, you're surrounded by love, just like you're surrounded by air. In fact, you're made of love, but how often do you recognize it? Okay. Um, do you practice self-love? If you don't do, you know, take, take a moment to look in the mirror, look into your eyes and aim to see the love that's behind those eyes. You know, they say that your eyes are the windows to the soul. That's really true. And your soul is pure love. So, you know, little practices like that, but it's like, there are no qualifications. If unconditional love is unconditional, then there literally is no conditions on receiving it. So the best way to receive it is to become the sponge. And that is relax, relax your mind, 
relax your body, relax your emotions, and be grateful. Just receive it and be grateful. Okay. Um, that's really some of the best things and easiest things that you can do. And just do it consistently. Better two minutes a day than an hour a week. You know, you know, awaken for the day. Your job is to absorb the love that surrounds you. That's it. And well, I know it's more than that, but <laughs> first uh, receive and then express. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am so high right now. I feel like crying as I really resonate with um, that truth. And I hope others are feeling this the way I am. I know they are. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My last question for you, Kodan Ba, is... Um, you were not a human um or were you are you a human have you ever been a human tell us no no i've never incarnated on this planet uh i have lots of friends who have <laughs> but uh i have not uh my last physical incarnations uh were in the star system you know was serious a uh, little bit of everybody I've, I've gone through the gamut uh you know if if there's ever been a sentient race anywhere in the Syrian system, in the last four million years, I've been a part of it. <laughs> so, um, and you know, in in my last series of incarnations, I was humanoid, but not human as as is expressed here on the Earth plane. Um, but yeah, you know, big head, really cute eyes, tall, skinny. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your vibration with us. Um, can people connect with you? How do people connect with you? With me personally or? Yes, with your energy. Uh, invoke you. I'm hearing that question from our audience. Oh, well, uh, Somra, you may be more apt to answer that. I, I exist multidimensionally. And so it really is just a matter of saying hi. Um, although, okay. although we would suggest that you, uh, you know, in that regard, speak specifically, reach out to your own personal guides and angels, uh, because that's a more meaningful and uh, ongoing relationship to develop. And certainly through uh, Sumra, uh, there are options to have a conversation with us uh, through this body, Jerome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is such a pleasure to meet you. And we are honored and grateful. Likewise, beloved. Thank you. Have a glorious rest of your day. Thank you. We're still here. <laughs> wow. Um, that was very, very cool. Very, very cool. I really felt the vibration of that. And uh, awesome. really cool. Thank you both. Thank you both. This would be a great time now to share with our viewers how people can work with you. You have a special offer. Uh, it is right here on this webpage. There's one for each of you. So share with us. Okay. So, um, so I've been on your show before. So the, the, 
special offers from those are there, the channel sound work that I do, and also uh, the instability and um, inner peace package that we have. We actually code on Bob. There's a there's a, um, a a recording from one of the um, events that he did years ago. We've got that on there as well as an ebook to help you stabilize your energies during these unstable times as things are adjusting. Our new uh, offers are really cool that we created for this. And so one is called a personal space optimization package. And that it includes an ebook that Kodan Ba actually wrote, how to uh, uplevel your awakening and make your home a haven using personal space optimization. And he teaches very specific techniques that you can do, and they're simple, to help optimize your space. You know, there's general clearing stuff, but also it's about optimizing, raising vibration, setting the tone in terms of supporting your intentions, your desires, your goals, uh, your well-being. And so it's that book is uh, just packed with really cool information. And that package, that whole package also includes a channeled sound recording that I made, studio recording, called Quick Space Clearing. And so it's about, uh, I think it's eight minutes. And you just, after it's downloaded to your device, whichever one you play it on the speakers through, it needs to not be headphones with speakers. Just put it in the center of your space. Whenever you want to just clear, it could be done every day. It could be done after some unsavory people have been through your home, you know, or difficult family members or whatever, wherever there's been a conflict or you just want to raise the energy of your space, just play that and it will clear out a lot of that stuff. And also the package includes a, uh, a beautiful channeled sound Pleiadian comfort song that I created. And so it's a, it's a, you know, they called it a Palladian love song. And I was like, we got to change the term because everybody thinks love song in terms of romance, but it's about self-love. It's about comforting and, and helping put you in that comfort space in your home, personally and in your consciousness. And so there are no words in the song. It's just beautiful melodies that, I mean, that's about six minutes. So uh, that's in that package. And in the other offer, we are uh, offering a multidimensional space clearing and optimization. So this is for your living space only. You know, we do uh, other things as well, but for this uh, particular event and special offer, this is for your just your living space. And that can be a room if you, have you know housemates it could be the a whole house you know up to around 12 uh, 2000 square feet is what this particular offer does and so it's not for the land and all that around that would be uh, something separate or additional but uh helping to clear it every level on that subatomic level and raise the vibration clear out everybody's energies from the past um and as well as your own that have been stagnant in that space and then optimize it uh, to frequencies and vibrational level that best supports your goals. And we have an intake form where we ask, what are your goals and intentions? There are several questions on it that when you purchase this uh, particular um, uh, experience, you will be directed to the intake form. And then our admi administration team will receive that and we'll schedule that. And it's not a session, like you don't have to be present. We're not on the phone or anything like that. You can be at home, you can be away. And we do, we, we tell you when it's scheduled, we get it scheduled as soon as we can. We also request a, a, a sketch 
just a brief, a simple sketch of, of your floor plan. So that way we can explain to you where certain things were. If we found a vortex here or a portal there and, and people often have no, I always felt weird in that corner or the cat never wants to go there. So it helps you connect with what was, and then, you know, what we did about it. And then we offer suggestions and we record this and then we send you an MP3 recording where you can hear us talking about uh, what we did as we're doing it. And we, we, de we delete all of the empty spaces because a lot of times we're silent while we're, you know, diligently working. And, uh, and so you get that information. And then we offer suggestions like certain crystals or stones to get and where to place them and why and how that can optimize your space in alignment with your goals, intentions, desires, and health, well-being, all that good stuff. And that's cool because Kodan Ba is there giving his input as well, right? Yes. And we, we're, and, and bear in mind, folks, we're addressing the soul level as well. So we're in tune with your soul path and your soul's intentions. So Kodan Ba will, will often share things about that and how this, how what we're doing aligns with your, your specific personal growth and spiritual growth and awakening path and soul path. So there's really cool information that can come with that as well to help you attune to who you really are. Cause you're not just this human being and this human identity. You're so much more than that. And it's time to wake up to that. Isn't it? It's way more fun. <laughs> I know that I think you guys are going to be very busy because we all want this. I think everyone watching and listening wants to invest in this. It really is an investment and it is, uh, an, it's um, advancing our awakening through this, uh, through energetics in our field. And we have such great support. So once this is done, um, can we call on our angels and guides and higher self to even amplify the space and keep it clear? Oh, absolutely. So the optimization we do is to help also it, it help the space energetically adapt to to you as you evolve, you know, evolve with you. That's how it's meant to be. But because of all these these past energetic weights on on the space, it's difficult sometimes for the environment to do that. So yeah, in, in the other package, the optimization book, personal space optimization book gives you techniques to help with that as well. But always your angels, they love helping with this sort of thing. You know, one of the things I often do after a clearing is, um, you know, we have angels on our team as well, and they vary depending on the people that we're assisting, but to pay, place angels in the corners of the space, the whole, uh, the whole home or a room and just, continue the clearing and ensure that that takes place and raising the vibration for weeks. And, and technically we kind of all have our angels hovering around anyway. Right. But these are special team of angels that work specifically on that. And you can call upon that and, and your own personal angels and guides as well. Anytime to, to help with that whole process. Beautiful. So wonderful. Thank you. It feels really fresh and exciting and um, really a great way to up-level our multi-dimensional space. Thank you both for this. Yeah. And again, I just want to say you can register and sign up. You guys, you may be busy, but how often, uh, what is the timeline that people wait when they do purchase this? A week or so or... It, yeah, it could be week or weeks. It just depends on how, you know, how many that come in. So, and I want to say folks, you know, if you feel called to do this, take us up on it. Now we, we have, uh, our multi-talented, multi 
project oriented people. We have a lot going on. We have a lot of events and things ahead that are coming into queue. So we won't necessarily always be offering this, this particular service. And so now is the time. And especially because the, of the big shifts that are coming at the end of March, the, the globe, the planet's going to go through a big shift and it's, we're building to that. And so this is the time to clear out, clear out, clear out. Clear it out. Okay. Up level and clear it out. Beautiful. All right. Thank you both for this. Again, the link for this special offer is right here on this webpage or in the description box wherever you're watching or listening to this program. I want to thank both of you and Kodan Ba for this beautiful high vibrational time today. And as we say goodbye, I want to give you both a moment to share final thoughts. Jaron, we'll start with you. Oh, well, I'm, I'm just grateful to be a part of this and grateful to support people in, you know, facilitating their evolution and empowering, empower, teaching people how to empower themselves to become even more of the joy, the light, the peace that they are. Um, and, you know, what a great what a great forum this is and i'm so grateful to be part of it thank you and somra thank you yeah and i i want to say too along the empowerment you know folks you are way 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 more powerful than you realize and coming to realize that is a part of the awakening process you're not a victim to all these things happening in the world and the more you can put your attention on your own well-being the more you are raising that light love quotient in the world and you don't need to worry about all of these things that appear to be happening on the outside they're catalysts for transformation we're in this evolutionary process and you can keep your energy in your heart your attention in your heart and it's not selfish to focus on your own well-being and your own space and of course it's helping everyone who lives in your own space but also the whole planet but you are powerful and you are so much more than you realize. And it's time, it's time to wake up to that and be the joy and the mastery that you are. Beautiful. We are feeling very empowered and highly uplifted after this episode. Thank you both and Kodan Ba, wonderful. Thank you, namaste. Namaste, thank you. Thank you for listening to this quantum conversation and thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.